Welcome to this week's edition of Outcast. Uh, each week, we're taking a look at applying what God is teaching us through His Word and through the sermons, the ministry of the Word that's happening here at Outward Church. Uh, we've been in Luke 12, uh, and I just want to remind our viewers, in case that they, uh, they aren't aware, uh, we exist as a church to make disciples who love Jesus and live outward. I want to touch on that a little bit, but I think it's really helpful to look at that in the context of Luke 12. Uh, so just to kind of set the scene, Luke 12 has been, I believe, Jesus peeling back the things that we attach ourselves to. Uh, this last week, uh, Matt, if you had a couple of things that you wanted to say about, uh, about your, your sermon this last week, you talked about, are we ready? Are we really ready? Do we want Jesus to return? Are we ready for that? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, just as I was studying for this passage, I think I, I was convicted about that. Um, and then as I continued to go on, I, I remember just thinking like, man, this, this feels like this is the solution to so much of what we're, what we're dealing with today in our world. Um, as Christians, like we have, don't have a, a concept or, or theology of the return of, of Jesus Christ. And we are to be looking forward to that, hoping for that, um, seeking after his, his, the, the kingdom being brought to fruition in its fullness in our problem comes when we just are not mindful of that. We're very mindful of the earthly kingdoms. And so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Matt, if you were watching, I know you got to enjoy via live stream this week, but as, as I'm watching, I, I'm thinking about some of the conversations that I've had. Jesus is coming tonight. Uh, is our heart posture, is our attitude, uh, wait, wait, not yet. I want Jesus to come, but but not until this has happened or that has happened. Uh, I was wondering, I mean, did you have thoughts along those lines? Uh, this message is, is, is for Christians. Are we ready for Jesus to come? Do we want him to come? Yeah, I, I did get to watch. Um, I watched from the comfort of a, a nice little cozy fire in Sun River. It was really uh, romantic, just sitting there watching Matt um, talk to me. Uh, felt really nice. No, um, but I think, you know, Matt and I just had this conversation, and I think this is a little bit about why we wanted to do this podcast. Is, um, like, I think sometimes as a, as a preacher, as someone who's preaching, there's, there's a certain, um, I don't know, that you, you only have so much time to communicate and there's a certain way you have to communicate. But then we have these really honest conversations that I think are a little bit more um, just about, you know, just what people are struggling with, just like everybody is struggling with. I think we as pastors struggle with the same things we're asking um, the congregation to, to, to look at and face. And so Matt and I were just talking about, and I think we both have had this realization of like, is this what we believe? Like, that's the question is, you know, for me, it was when I, when I did um, that, that passage at the start of Luke 12, you know, do I really fear God more than I fear death? So um, I, I think that it's, it's really something that uh, is worth talking about. Um, what do you really believe? What, what is going on inside your soul? Are you asking yourself these questions? Um, do you really look forward to Christ? Or are you sort of just going through the motions of Christianity, um, you know, not really ever addressing those real issues? Yeah, so we want to live differently, right? Uh, we want we want to uh, look different from the world. We want to be ready for Jesus to return. And Matt, you said something uh, that was kind of a mic drop moment. Uh, you said, uh, "Get off social media." Uh, not a mandate, but uh, I think I think you you probably have more to say in that regard. Yeah, I I think I said this in one of the two sermons I gave on, on Sunday morning, but just. 
we we've been talking about it as a staff just uh what a, what a hindrance we have felt like social media has been uh, i personally feel like uh like i needed to separate myself from social media a little bit by um taking it off of my phone i'm not completely off of social media but by not having it on my phone um makes it less accessible makes it more of a pain to actually open it up um and see what's going on there but we are beginning to see this, and, and I don't think this is the beginning, I think we're starting to realize uh, what a detriment social media is to our society, to our culture, to the church. There's this, you know, um, group think that happens, this mob mentality, even though we're not in a literal mob, we are a mob online, and mob mentality grows and grows and grows, and it really is predicated on uh, fear, the uh, the fear of, of either side of the political spectrum, um, the anxieties uh, that can be brought about. I just um, this morning looked at uh, Facebook for a minute and just went through several different posts of, of just various uh, even Christian people that are, you know, denigrating um, people and political movements on their Facebook. And and I think we, we all need to hear this occasionally, but like, brothers, this should not be. It should not be this way. We should not be acting like this. Um, this is not what God has for us. The irony is not lost that likely uh, people are watching on social media right now. Uh, so it can't yeah, it yeah. can't uh, all be bad. Uh, I know you had some thoughts in that regard too. It's kind of a it's kind of a big moment. At least it was for me. Uh, which thoughts are you talking about? Just about. <laughs> I have many thoughts, unfortunately. Just about social media in general. I mean, and this idea of what he's talking about, the 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 mob mentality where you feel like you either need to join in or you're against uh, some kind of uh, majority uh, and, and just what that does to our personal lives. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, if I could just be honest, I think we have, uh, you know, I think all of our jobs – we, we get to talk to people a lot, and we get to give uh, people advice a lot. And um, I, I have to be honest, most of the time, the most refreshing conversations you can have as a pastor or someone in leadership in general, managers, bosses, anybody, is is someone who's just eager and hungry uh, to learn uh, and to take that advice. And so I think what we're noticing is we're seeing God doing something in, in people right now, which is eliminating all of the things um, that people are hoping and that people are that they put their confidence in, their self-directed life is not working out for them. And I think I'm sensing that in just so many of the conversations I'm having with people is that people are hungry for an answer. People are hungry for truth. And the problem is, is that what we're doing is we're searching for it in all the wrong places. But I think more and more people are noticing that as they're getting on Facebook, social media, Instagram, Twitter, the news, um, looking for the answers, looking for something that's going to satisfy them, they're realizing that it's just providing them with more chaos and anxiety. And as a pastor, if I can just be honest and say, uh, one of the things I just want to tell people without any sort of argument um, and just say, if you want to do something that's going to truly transform you, it's something so simple. Put down your phone and pick up the word of God. Uh, and just trust me, see what it does. Do it for a week even. P- just put down your fo- phone and say, I I want to know what God says. I want to know what God has for me this day. I want it to be something different than what I've experienced before. And you're only going to find that in his word. In And it's an act of faith. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Sometimes I just want to pick up my phone and scroll through Facebook or whatever. And I just have to say, 
man, God has something bigger for me, even if I don't know what that is, even if I don't feel like that. All right, our pastor has challenged us. Let's do something, right? Uh, one of the things that we've talked about uh, is uh, what do we wish we could have said on Sunday, right? We've got 40 minutes to bring a sermon. What do we wish we could have uh, talked about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? I know you hinted at Ephesians 4. And as we kind of transition about how do we apply this to our lives, what is the purpose uh, of the church? Uh, what am I supposed to do? What, where do I fit in uh, to what God is calling us to uh, as a church? Uh, you know, how do, we, how do we apply this? Letting go of the kingdom building of this world and having a focus on, on God's kingdom. Yeah, well, I, I alluded to this in the sermon, and, and I thought that I might have time to get to it, but... Um, basically, when we when we started the church, one of the the key passages that was in my mind was was uh, Ephesians chapter four verse eleven, where it talks about how God has given these various roles and responsibilities that the, these pastors and teachers and and prophets and and evangelists and and so forth, and then it says to prepare God's people for works of service. One of the things that really stuck out to me about that is that um, that that really this discipleship, this becoming more like Jesus, like um, growing in him, is really growing towards a use of our gifts and in serving in the context of the local church and throughout the community. And, um, and that, that, that has been a catalyst for growth in our church as we have implemented additional people in all types of areas of service. Uh, one of the things that, that happens... If I can so, interrupt ahead, you, I mean, yeah. do, you, do you mean like somebody with no ministry experience and we're going to put them into areas of ministry in the church, like brand new Christians, brand new believers? I mean, that, that, I mean, that feels a little bit reckless almost. Yeah, it does. And I, and I think that that's, we, we want to implement people before they're ready in a sense, because oftentimes we don't get the opportunity to actually have interaction with you until you begin to serve. We don't get to see um, where you have areas of growth that, that, that need to take place until we've begun to serve together. We, we don't see your character. We don't see uh, your, your honesty, your, your work ethic, your, um, your prayer life, your whatever it is, your skills, your abilities until you're implemented in some way. It doesn't mean that we're going to have you start preaching day one, but it does mean that it, it's, it's something that is intended to be ramped up and that this is something that God has called each and every one of us to. So are you really saying that, that there is actually a spot, some service opportunity for every single person here at the church? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, every single person has a gift that, um, that God has given them in some capacity uh, to serve. And, and even as believers, uh, sometimes we focus too much on, well, that's not really my gift to serving kids or to help clean up. Um, I can tell you just as a lead pastor that I've done a lot of things that were not my gifting that I, that I had to do. And that that is, you know, there are seasons where we do things that we don't even, uh, necessarily love to do, but we're doing it because we're serving King Jesus and we're serving, um, uh, from a servant's heart. Um, that he has given us. And so that that's what we want to be doing. That's what we want to be about. I, I got to wonder how many people are, are saying, you, you don't need me. You don't really want me. What do I really have to offer uh, to the church? Uh, 
And and I I believe that. I believe that there is really a place. And I think God has called, you look at the history of, of God's word. He has called uh, unqualified people, misfits, to be leading. Because why? Because God is the one at work. God is uh, the one moving in a place. And, and how amazing would this place be, Outward Church, if we all caught that vision and mission. And every, every single one of us said, I don't know what I could offer, but I'm willing. Right? I'm willing to help. I'm willing to serve. Uh, I don't know. Thoughts? Oh, man. So many thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's not even that, like, it's the question isn't even, do I have a place at our church? I was just reading uh, Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians 12, I think, just talking about the importance of the body. And I just have to tell you from just the, the deep, honest part of my heart, I just want people to know that their role here is so important and so crucial. It is not just for the pastors. It is not just for the leaders um, or whatever you have in your mind, but like every single person who's a member, who's a part of our church, who's part of our body has a infinitely important role. And it's not so that it will benefit us or our church or me or anybody else. It's not, I don't want people to serve out of obligation. I want people to understand what I now see, which is serving Christ uh, is is that part of my soul that gets satisfied. Being a part of this church, when I prioritized coming to church on Sunday, when I prioritized reading my Bible, it is what I was designed for. It is how God created me, and nothing else uh, will do for that. Everything else becomes uncircumstantial. Everything else becomes so low. The, The joy of being a part of the body of Christ is so amazing. How could I not want every single person in this church to experience it? It is infinitely better than anything this world has to offer. I can say that from the the bottom of my heart that that's what I want for the people here. That's what I want. And that's what I want our city to see. And they're only going to see that when they catch that vision of prioritizing God and, and understanding um, the importance of, uh, of fearing him and loving him and um, setting him at the, the, the center of their life. Yeah. What's amazing and what I believe is the Holy Spirit moving here in, in this church as we go through Luke 12 is uh, what we've been talking about deep things like what is the actual meaning and purpose in life? Uh, and I believe as we go through uh, Luke 12, it actually sets up perfectly our mission, right? Our mission here at Outward Church is, is to make disciples who love Jesus and live outward. And that means that every disciple is a disciple maker. Every single one of us are about this mission. And it's, you know, as we learn about Jesus, as we learn to love Jesus, and we hear his words and we hear his teaching, it actually prepares us. Luke 12 has been preparing us to live outward. So I was hoping we could kind of maybe flesh that out in the couple of minutes that we have left. Uh, let's apply this. I want to live outward. I, wanna, I, wanna, uh, I want my life to be an outpouring uh, of gratitude of what Jesus has done for me. And, you know, what, is, what does that look like at Outward Church? Well, one of the things that we talked about, uh, you know, on Sunday is, is, is really just showing up in the first place. Um, I think a lot of the reason why so many Christians find themselves moving around from church to church and, and getting bored is, and with, with a church, and then they say silly things like, well, I just wasn't being fed there. Um, it, what that says typically is that, like, I never learned to feed myself or I refused to feed myself. Because at some point in your discipleship, you begin to grow to a certain point, just like a baby grows to a certain point where the baby finally picks up the spoon and starts feeding themselves instead of having to be spoon-fed. When somebody says that, they're basically saying, uh, they weren't spoon-feeding me the way that I wanted to be spoon-fed. And really, the intention, Ephesians 4.11, the reason why that hit me, the reason why it caused me to believe I, I needed to plant a church with a group of people that were behind that is because it said, wait a minute, 
everybody has a role here and that that I believe is the missing component. Uh, not, I, I don't think it's the only missing component, but I think it's, it's massive because what, what has to take place is that you have to show up, you have to rub shoulders with other believers, whether it's on Sunday morning or some other ministry that you're doing at, at another time during the week, or youth ministry, serving at Richmond Elementary, or any of the other things that we've done in the past, like you have to show up and you've got to rub shoulders with other believers. What inevitably happens there is that they begin to rub off on you and you on them. There's opportunities for conversations. There's opportunities for deeper relationship. And really, you don't build deep relationship with other people until you've actually had shared experience. And, um, and so that shared experience comes in serving. Um, but too many people make the excuse, I wasn't being fed there. I don't really have time for that. I can't be a part of that. And I think that the national average for people attending church today is something like once per month uh, for regular church attenders, which is incredibly sad because I think what it leads to is it leads to a massive complacency and uh, lethargic viewpoint on what Christianity is. And it leads us to today where we have people who, and I, I know I'm going on here, but it leads us today to people who have now, instead of finding their identity in Christ, they found their identity in Trump or in Biden. They found their identity in their politics and whatever cultural thing that's going on. And they have, they have instead of finding their identity in Christ, they have found a new savior. And that is a massive problem that we have today in the church. Absolutely. I mean, look at, look at what's happened even in the last uh, four sermons, right? Fear God. Don't fear someone who can take your life merely, right? Uh, don't, uh, don't place all of your hope in some future event. Uh, don't uh, worry about your life. Uh, are we ready for Jesus to return? Think about in, in all the ways that this is helping us to detach from everything that we attach to in this world, right? And think about what, what keeps us. What keeps us from living outward? What keeps us from, we, we break it down. We give, we serve, we speak. What keeps us from doing that? In every single one of those cases, it's something that we, we love in this world, something we've attached to that is not a part of God's kingdom, that is a part of this world. And when Jesus helps us to let go of the things that we're attached to here, even good things, and we're thinking about him and his kingdom, that frees us up, right? It frees us up to give like we're thinking about eternity, to serve like we're thinking about being with these people forever, and to speak like there's people who may not be with us if we don't open our mouths. So uh, I, I, I think it's incredible. I, I've loved this, uh, this series through Luke 12. Any kind of uh, closing thoughts? I know that you were sharing that you just love when people hear and listen and respond and, 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 and receive teaching. Uh, teach us. Yeah. No, uh, I, I think the most practical thing I can tell you is, is kind of what happened in my life is that, you know, I heard good teaching. I, I was listening um, and doing a lot of reading in, in, at a period in my life. And I, my, my wife and I were sort of like chasing the worldly satisfaction in a sense. And we'd moved to Eugene and we thought, okay, we were going to outward and then we decided, oh, well, you know, things weren't, I don't know what, what was going on with us, but we decided to move to Eugene. 
which was a really bad decision for multiple reasons, Eugene in general. But um, we we then moved to Portland thinking that that was going to fix the situation. And, and I remember just thinking about how much I felt called to outward that entire time. And I, I remember this change in, in my thought. I had somehow moved close to Tim Porter, who's um, one of the elders here, um, and Matt's brother. And we decided to start going to the community group with Tim, who lived in Lake Oswego. And I remember uh, a pivotal moment in my, my life was putting God at the center and saying, what if I stop chasing what I think I need to do and start asking God what he has for me? And what that meant was I actually quit my job, found a job in Salem, moved back to Salem because I felt called to Outward Church. I felt distinctly called to Outward Church. And I said, I'm going to prioritize church attendance and community group, regardless of what I feel about it, regardless if I like the preaching, if I don't like the preaching, if I like the music, if I don't, I think God has something here for me, and I wanted to do actionable steps towards that. And so I went to every single community group. Uh, instead of going boating and snowboarding, I prioritized church on Sunday. And I can tell you, transformation happened in my life. And if I could just ask the, you know, the, the body to do one thing, it would be prioritize what God has for you. Prioritize your involvement in the local church. And I can tell you, if you haven't experienced growth yet, or if you feel like you're stagnant or whatever it is going on, this it will be a dramatic change in your life. Just taking those actionable steps of faith of, of prioritizing church community. That's awesome. Final thoughts? Uh, man, I, uh, I think we're in a new season here as a church, and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, how the Lord leads us in this. I'm my, my hope and my prayer is that we have many people that wake up and kind of confess that um, confess what's really going on in in their hearts and in their 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 minds and their lives and begin to start taking steps. That we that my my prayer is that we wouldn't sit in pride and say we don't have anything wrong, but that but that we are just as much at fault for. Uh, you know, all of the cultural chaos that's happening. Um, but God has uh, saved us by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. And we get to be that grace and mercy in our community. And that there's a promise that it is, it is going to, in some way, affect our community. And so we have the opportunity to do that as we engage with the local church as the local church as the body of Christ. And uh, so I just want to encourage our church to, to move in that direction. There's our, there's our challenge. Uh, God is at work, not just at Outward Church, but definitely at Outward Church. And so if you're a part of this church, we're asking that you get involved. There's a place for you. There's a place for every single person. We want to see what God's going to do in and through us and through his church. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next time I get to hang out with you guys. This has been fun.